0: For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no nor ever shall be, and except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. There shall be false Christs, false prophets, shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch if it were possible, they would deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Therefore. If they shall say to you, Behold, he is in the desert, don't you go forth. He's in the secret chamber, don't you believe it? For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Welcome to the
1: Unchanging Word Radio Bible Study. Our teacher is Dr. John G. Mitchell. I'm after your hearts, not your heads is a refrain often heard by college students in Dr. Mitchell's Bible classes. In his own words, his goal was to help you fall in love with the Savior, and his teachings always tended to fill your mind with the Lord Jesus Christ. Through the years, Dr. Mitchell touched a lot of lives as he served as founder and pastor of Central Bible Church in Portland, Oregon, and one of the founders and professors of Multnomah School of the Bible, now Multnomah University. He was also a pioneer radio speaker. In his day, there were no tape recorders so he and his organist had to be at the station five evenings a week. He was heard live every weekday on radio stations in the Northwest. The Unchanging Word is an independent Bible study and not affiliated with either Central Bible Church or Multnomah University, but by the grace of God we can still benefit from the ministry and teaching of Dr. John G. Mitchell. Many were blessed by his Bible teaching. And today, we invite you to share in those blessings by listening to The Unchanging Word Radio Bible Study. The name of our study, The Unchanging Word, highlights the fact that God's Word has not changed. What God reveals in His written Word was true in the past, is still true today and will be true tomorrow. The truth in God's Word was, is, and always will be true. God never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever.
2: Jesus continues instructing his disciples in verses 21 through 28 here in Matthew chapter 24. Jesus begins to speak of a great tribulation such as never ever occurred in history. And such tribulation is it that God cuts short those days for the sake of the elect. Now, the elect that Jesus refers to is the nation of Israel, not the church. The church is not present in the tribulation. Jesus speaks of these elect again in verses 24 and 31. Dr. Mitchell shares the truth concerning those days which are called the day of the Lord. It will be time of great distress. And Dr. Mitchell brings out that the one who trusts in Christ has been delivered from the wrath to come. God's righteousness has been vindicated by the shed blood of Jesus Christ for you and me. On the Unchanging Word Bible broadcast, here he is, Dr. Mitchell
0: thank you again friends we come to you with studies in the book of matthew and we are dealing with two very important chapters in the book chapters 24 and 25 which gives to us the predictions of the king concerning his return to the earth and the end of the age i want again to say very frankly that personally i believe that this chapter has for the most part to deal with israel and God's judgments upon this nation at the end time, after the church has been taken away. For example, from verses 15 right on down through verse 28, 15 to 28, we have the state of things in Israel, Palestine, during the last half of the week of Daniel's prophecy. Remember, we read to you from Daniel chapter 9, 26 or 25 6 and 7 and then you also have it in chapter 12 verse 11 where he talks about the question of the judgments of God upon the people of how Israel as a nation makes a covenant with Antichrist And Antichrist breaks the covenant in the middle of the week and I take it that the seven days spoken of or the week spoken of in Daniel if we follow through these different aspects of prophecy possibly means seven years we got good ground for that because when you come to revelation where he picks up the same thing from chapters 4 through 19 he talks about 42 42 months about half of the tribulation 42 months which would be of course three and a half years and we take up the first part of it where we had it here in chapter 24 these are the beginning of sorrows kind of mild judgments upon men spoken of in chapter 6 of Revelation when I say mild I shouldn't use that word mild but they are the beginning of sorrows and then when Antichrist makes himself known who he is and the eyes of the Jews are open to the one they have been following the one with whom they make a covenant after he breaks that covenant, then their eyes are opened and they, and they come under the terrible enmity and hatred of Antichrist for the Jew. Yes, for three and a half years he's pulled the wool over their eyes. They look upon him as their friend, allows them to build their temple. And then when the temple is built, he makes an image of himself. You have this in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, in the first few verses claiming himself to be God, demands worship, as I say this opened the eyes of the Jews. And then that the time when satanic fury is poured out upon Israel. And we read here in verse 15, and when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, then you do certain things. You, he warns them what to do. Now the abomination is the setting up of the idol in the temple of God. And then you come down to verse 21. And this is where we were in our last lesson. Verse 21 down to 28. I think you have possibly here the last half of the week and what they go through. For I read, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no nor ever shall be, and except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, and this is Israel, not the church. Israel, the elect. Those days shall be shortened. I would like to just stop here for a few moments. I'd like to correct, in some people's minds, this idea about the great tribulation. There are those who teach that the church of Christ goes through the tribulation. We call them post-tribulationists. There are those who believe we go into the middle of the week. May I suggest to you that the day of the Lord starts right after the church is taken away from this scene. The moment the church is taken away, then God begins to deal in a special way with Israel. And if I may be allowed to read to you or quote to you some of the verses in the Bible with respect to this day, the day of the Lord. You see, why, well, Mr. Mitchell, the day of the Lord is a day when Christ reigns on the earth. That's right. It takes, it takes in the whole millennium but it also takes in the time of the great tribulation. In fact, the day of the Lord starts in judgment and wrath. This is when he deals with the nations. He is not going to start a millennial reign of reigning in righteousness until its sin and iniquity are punished. Even Israel must be cleansed of our rebels. For example, If you've got your pencil, you can write down these passages and you go right along with me. In the book of Joel, chapter 2, in the first two verses as well as verse 10, the day of the Lord cometh, it's a day of gloom, it's a day of darkness, it's a day of terror. There never has been a, a time like it before, there never will be a time like it again. In other words, here is a period of time that was, has been absolutely unknown in the history of man. There never was a time like it before. There never will be a time like it again. What? The beginning of the day of the Lord, the day of gloom, of darkness, of terror. And the prophet goes on to say, and I repeat it, there never has been a time like it before. There never will be like it again. You have it also in Daniel chapter 12. Where in Daniel chapter 12, the first verse, which says, at that time shall Michael, who is the prince of thy people, speaking of Israel, and there shall be a time of great tribulation. And if I may give you that verse, in, in verse tw- chapter 12, the first verse, where he reads, there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered every one that should be found written in the book. If you turn over to the little prophet Zephaniah, uh, and while you're finding the place, I'd like to read from the book of Matthew, chapter 21. Now, in Zephaniah, chapter 1, I read these words. Verse 14, The great day of the Lord is near. It is near, and hasteth greatly, even the voice of the day of the Lord. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly, that day the day of the lord that day is a day of wrath a day of trouble of distress a day of wasteness and desolation a day of darkness and gloominess a day of clouds and thick darkness and he goes on to the last verse neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the lord's wrath but the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy for he shall make even a speedy riddance of all them that dwell in the land. Which reminds me of the prophet Ezekiel. You remember Ezekiel declared in Ezekiel chapter 20, 37 to 38, I will purge out of you her rebels. In Zechariah chapter 13, verse 9, I will cut two thirds of you off and bring the one third through the fire. And I will say to them, that is the one third who is being brought through the fire, This is my people, and they will say, Jehovah is my God. He's going to cut two-thirds of Israel off. I know people today are saying, Brother Mitchell, you know, I'm inclined to be pro-Arab. I don't want you to be pro-anything, as far as that's concerned. I'm telling you, my friend, you can well afford to leave Israel, the Jew, with God. Ezekiel 20 says that God is going to purge out of Israel, out of the nation, her rebels. And he's gonna, according to Zechariah, he's gonna cut two-thirds of them off and bring one third through the fire. And Jeremiah chapter 30 declares it's a time of Jacob's trouble, when men shall be on their knees like a woman giving birth to a child because of the of the pain and the agony through which they're going. It's the judgment of God upon Israel. It's a time of gloom. The time when God is going to deal with the nations. Isn't what our Lord says in Matthew twenty, twenty four again. Then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, be delivered, but for the elect's sake, those days should be shortened. And now he's talking here about the fact that god is going to be dealing with israel we shall see that in a few moments as we take the next few verses for i read there shall be false prophet false christ false prophets shall show great signs and wonders insomuch if it were possible they would deceive the very elect and you remember when you come to the book of revelation uh, we read there that uh that antichrist performs miracles Just because a person does the supernatural does not believe doesn't mean that he comes from God. For in the tribulation he's going to deceive. He's going to do the miraculous to deceive. Not to draw people to God, but to drive them away from God. And if it were possible, they'll deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Therefore, if they shall say to you, Behold, he is in the desert, don't you go forth. He's in the secret chamber, don't you believe it? For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. There be no question about the Lord when he comes, for wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Here you talk about the destruction, and I see he's dealing here with the land of Israel. What God will do with Israel, there must be a purging of the rebels. There must be the cutting off of those who despise and have turned their backs on, on God. I'm not talking about the nations. You'll take care of those. Don't worry about that. As I said a while ago, in two of the judgments of God upon the nations, one half of the population of the world is liquidated. These are terrible things. Terrible things. Do you mean to tell me the church, even one real believer in the church today, will go through that? May I remind you of Romans 5, 9, where Paul writes, Much more being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. What did Zephaniah say about the tribulation period? It's a time of the wrath of God, time of the judgment of God. Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10, I read, Uh, You remember how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for His Son from heaven, even Jesus, whom He raised from the dead, who hath delivered us from the coming wrath. In the book of Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 9, where I read, God hath not appointed us unto wrath, but to obtain deliverance through our Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Revelation uh, chapter 3, In the letter to the Philadelphia church, he could say, because, he's talking to real believers, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of trial that shall come upon the earth dwellers. See, it's very clear that the believer in Christ will not be here during the time of the great tribulation. But what about Israel? What about the godly remnant of Israel after the church is gone? Listen to it. I'm reading from Isaiah 26. Thy dead men shall live, with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing, you that dwell in dust, for thy dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Come, my people. Listen to it now. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation the tribulation be past, For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. And here in Isaiah 26, the Lord is informing us, Isaiah is telling his people, that the godly remnant in that day when the judgments of God are upon the nations of the earth. And don't tell me, my friend, that that is all in past history. God has not yet begun to judge or charge the nations of the earth. God today is not dealing with the nations. He's dealing with individuals. When he begins to deal with the nations, it's going to be in righteous, righteous judgment. In fact, when you come to Revelation chapter 19, the beginning of the chapter, all heaven, all heaven praises the Lord. Why? When it said, For Just and righteous are thy judgments in the earth, O Lord. All heaven rejoices. The holy angels rejoice. The saints of God in heaven rejoice. Why? Because God in his righteousness is going to judge the nations of the earth. And before he can set up his kingdom, a righteous kingdom, he must cleanse from the earth those who are unrighteous, those who have rejected him, those who have spurned him, not only of the nations, but of Israel. Israel. You see, yeah. my friend, if I were to go into it, there are two Israels. There is the nation Israel in its unbelief. And then there is spiritual Israel. These are the believing Jews who were looking for the coming of their Messiah. I'm not talking about the church. Church is never Israel. Today God is gathering out individuals, Jews and Gentiles, and forming a church which is His body which will not be on the earth during this period of tribulation. Again, may I remind you of Revelation two, Revelation 3, pardon me, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of trial that shall come upon the earth, dwellers. See, Philippians 3.20 says, Our citizenship is in heaven. We belong to heaven if you accept the Savior. Our home is not here. Our home is going to be with him. He's going to come for us. As Thessalonians says, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, to be forever with the Lord. That's why we're not here. During this period of time of which we've been speaking here in Matthew 24, he's talking about his dealing with Israel, answering the question of his disciples shall be the sign of thy coming at the end of the age that's why in verses 21 down to 28 is God dealing with his people on earth in I take it in the land of Israel after the church has been taken away there's going to be a regathering of Israel as Deuteronomy chapter 30 declares and by the which the first time in the Bible where the return of Christ is mentioned where we the Lord's going to come again and gather his elect from one corner of the heavens to the other he's going to put them in their own land and he's going to reign over them in righteousness he's going to return and gather his elect he's talking about Israel after they've been purged of her rebels after two-thirds have been cut off what I'm trying to get to you today my friend and this is that Matthew 24, he's answering the question of his disciples. He's not dealing with the church. He's dealing with the things concerning his coming back to the earth to reign. And we will now, in fact, when he comes back to reign, we will be with him. Not on the earth. We will come with him. That's what you have in Thessalonians chapter 1, where to be gathered unto him. In Second Thessalonians, we come with him. And he's going to come in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. Who obey not the gospel who believe not the truth who love not the truth he's going to be admired in all his Saints This is second Thessalonians chapter 1 see the coming of the Lord for his own is one thing the coming of the Lord with his own to the earth is when he comes in judgment and the objects of his judgment are the nations of the earth and especially Israel to purge her out of her rebels that's what you have in Matthew 24 Starting in at verse 29, he falls along with respect to the Lord's coming and some of the signs of his coming and what we can expect. So please read this through for our next lesson. And the Lord bless you for his name's sake.
3: and the peace that endures. faithfulness.
1: We trust that your hearts have been blessed and encouraged through the study of God's Word. You may write to us with your comments and your prayer requests to The Unchanging Word, P.O. Box 398, Dallas, Oregon 97338. The Unchanging Word, P.O. Box 398, Dallas, Oregon 97338. And so until next time, this is The Unchanging Word radio broadcast.